You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hi, I'm John Strong. I'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu Holden when you watch soccer on Fox Sports. You are listening to the Cooligans. Yeah, Affirmative, baby! <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby! <laughs> okay. Hello! <laughs> and welcome. That is racist. <laughs> You're white, Daryl. I can get away with it. Uh, welcome to yet another Cooligans and Total Soccer Show collaboration. Isn't this beautiful? Yes. Uh, it's nice to uh, be back with these boys again. Uh, that English guy and that hipster <laughs> who, who have a, a soccer show. Isn't that our? Uh, is, doesn't that redirect to our website? Yes, now? English yeah. guy. I think it's still and, your bio. I think it's still a link. I in just your changed bio. it. I okay. changed it a few days English ago, guy yeah. and hipster soccer show. Yeah, that's that? it. Dot uh, com. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> never know you're a hipster until people call you out for it, and then you're like, yeah. no, like, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you're hello. just picking up a piece of reclaimed wood, like all right, <laughs> damn it! I, think I actually had a record in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Fair's fair. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to the show. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. Okay, and we are here with Daryl Grove and Taylor Rockwell of the Total Soccer Show. We are. This is part two of our uh, our collab episode, our crossover episode that we are currently doing in uh, Washington D.C. Right before the match, uh, the Cuba match against the U.S. Men national team right okay and uh, Alexis has a dog in this fight okay right I'm repping the US but right now I got that Cuba jersey on baby that's the Cuba jersey well, it's the one that our fan made for us. That's the Cuban coat of arms. Oh, Remember beautiful. in Orlando, yeah. the, the, the guy who made uh, the platino phone? Yes. He made I don't, the I jersey. Don't, I don't know for sure, but I feel very confident that the Cuban national team is not sponsored by Adidas. <laughs> yeah, no. It's going out on a limb there. <laughs> it might be sponsored by Apritas, which is a guy who just makes Adidas knockoffs. <laughs> it look okay, right? I put, a- I put the four stripes on the shoulder, one extra stripe. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's, yeah. one, it's one better. Yeah. It's one more. And it's cheaper. Would you get more fabric? What more do you want? So uh, this is part two. If you want to listen, if you want to listen to part one, uh, make sure you subscribe to the Total Soccer Show uh, and listen to that because Incredible. that was also very very fun and had these poop. guys. What been doing uh, soccer podcast? What nine years now? Two thousand nine. I think we're in our tenth year. Yes, is it? Wow, yeah. a decade in, yeah. crushing it five days a week. Look at and that. And yet they made us audition in a conference room before they even let us <laughs> yeah. on the show. There was Here no couch. Are. I guess like we'll really do an audition. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing uh, listener questions. This is part two of listener questions. I like uh, how you move swiftly. Uh, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm here for, baby. Four years Smooth. in, baby. <laughs> so we have a, a bunch of questions from uh, from listeners for, of Total Soccer Show and the Cooligans, and uh, we're going to get uh, through a bunch of them. So uh, first up, uh, this one made me laugh immediately. This is is from Royce the Voice. He says, "Is Taylor Rockwell's pronu- pronunciation of Cuba bad or real bad?" <laughs> oh, because you might have heard our preview show, but Taylor did a, a Cuba pronunciation. Cuba, <laughs> that, really bad. Yes, I mean that, it's, uh, it feels a little like your bo- you you uh, cut your sentence off for a cute. Uh, Gooding Jr. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you were really it also sounds like the name I mean, of you don't know my process. <laughs> it sounds like the name of like a like a like a like a like a igloo cooler that you get. Cuba. You oh, got, this is a good got- one. It's a Cuba. <laughs> it doesn't let anything out. <laughs> so, how how should I do it? it? Yeah, barely. How should I actually what? not do it? But how do you do it? It's a better. It's way to not, a little too hard on the on the C uh-huh. K Q sound. Yeah, not so much. Cool. 
Cuba. Ba. Cuba. Cuba. That's yes, better. much better. Yes, that's yeah. much better. That you've slid into sounds the same. Bad. Sounds the same. No, you, no, you, you went Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded a little bit like Cuba, Cuba. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, like the, the almost the, the the KU sound was too short, and and the BA was uh, extended. Also, right. Cubans but don't now really I pronounce want you the two B. To pronounce khakis. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my people. Sure. <laughs> Senator's pants. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, but it, not, it wasn't. It, it wasn't that bad. I mean, no, it, you was, know, it was just bad, not <laughs> real bad. It just sounded like yeah. it was bad. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's. Uh, I, I'm kind of just going through these. Uh, oh, this is from David Carrillo. Who's better at foosball amongst all of us? I think it might be me. I would agree with Because when I was in sixth form, which is the 16 to 18 college thing, we had a foosball table and we would skip some lessons and just really play foosball a lot. Spins or no spins? No spins. Okay. Come on. See, there we go. Oh, look how look how passionate he got there. Yeah, it's Daryl. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm good, good. I'm just better than you three. Okay. I'm, well, that doesn't I'm pretty mean bad you. at foosball. I, oh, I, I, I felt like you would, you would be okay with seating that one. I am... I'm not sure about it. I'm kind of okay at it, but not yeah. good. Okay. So yeah, no, I'll give it to Daryl. Okay. He's All also right. English. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had nothing to do with the invention of it, but they're going to claim they did. You, know? <laughs> you, you are like, you, you're not good at poker, right? Or you don't play poker? No, I don't know if I'm good at poker, but, but you are sneaky good at like table games. Like you can, you're very good at pool. What's a table? Oh, okay. I, I guess, I don't know. Any game play on like table. foosball? I'm assuming you're good at bumper pool. Uh, table tennis? You play table tennis? Yeah, not brilliantly, but. Yeah. What about you two? I'm pretty good at table tennis. Right, that's one I want to see. I'm trash at. I feel like you yeah. have to reach. I, there's no way I could be Christian Polacco. Yeah, because well, I grew games. up uh, playing handball, so I have like the instincts for it. You know I what I'm saying? Uh, so okay, yeah, it's the same, but you get extra reach with the bat, yeah. with the paddle. Oh sure, yeah, it's yeah. easier. I, actually, I, I can play with my hand. I don't even need to do that paddle. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad there's no table game that mimics <laughs> masturbating as a teenager. I'd win that one. <laughs> All right, competitive I mean, masturbating. You do it on, on a table. Yeah. <laughs> Look how fast. That probably is a niche somewhere. Yeah, so there sure you go. Somewhere. The skill, the grace. <laughs> no, he's, he's not even breaking a sweat. Porn commentary by <laughs> golf commentators. <laughs> as you can see there, he's switched to his left hand, also known as the stranger. I like you have a caddy probably recommending yeah. you do next as well. He's just spraying lotion. He's like, he's like just take your rings off. Yeah. <laughs> You're not proving anything to anybody, man. Stay away from the sun. <laughs> it's the only way I could finish. Anyway. Okay. Uh, next up. Uh, this, this is the time when I firmly remember that we're on their show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daryl's already freaking out about having to edit this. You don't have to, baby. This is, I'm, more, I'm more concerned for Fubo. <laughs> you shouldn't be. They're, They're well aware of what they purchased. <laughs> next up it is, uh, comes from Esteban Caballero. Uh, and he has an Arsene Wenger uh, avatar. So, you know, he's uh, he's one of the uh, Alexis's homies. He's one of the homies. Caballero. This is a great question. He says, um, uh, the four of you get to draft one player and uh, to make a five-a-side team, what would the tactics be and how would you fare in a local league? Ooh. So, so pick so a player. We've, we've done it before, right? Where we've picked a team. We've, we've picked like our top five or something like yeah. that in general, but this would be us four are a team. We have a squad. Oh. We're picking one player. Oh, oh, oh. And now, uh, what, what is our strategy on how to win this game? I mean, you've got to take Leo Messi, right? My my Will, Will Trap's busy tonight, so you're gonna take yeah. Messi. It's gonna be that was gonna be my pick, but yeah, Messi's <laughs> slightly better, only slightly, but yeah, slightly better. I think usually my answer to this question is Arturo Vidal. 
just in any question where I'm creating a team, Arturo Vidal was my answer, but he yeah. is getting up there in age. So yeah, if it's the, the four, four of, us, of us and Arturo Vidal. Yeah, I'm going to throw in, because you would not stop talking to him the whole time. I'm yeah, of like, course. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to say Messi. How do you get, how do you get your hair like that, man? <laughs> yeah, so, how many times yeah. you pick that thing? <laughs> uh, as far as tactics, what would uh, what would what would be our approach? I say draft Messi and give the ball to Messi. <laughs> you good with that? And then we all lay down in front of goal. I'm big on, if you're playing five a side, especially if you play small sided, man marking and pressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then we'd be a team that like was really hard to break down, man marking and pressing. Mateus Almeida. Stuff. Yeah, Almeida. Um, like, Winning MLS Cup just you like man to man the whole time. Eventually, we win the ball back. I then think we he give brought it, that up for that reason. Yeah. Then give it to Lionel. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like that plan. And tell him to turn up in a Barcelona jersey, not an Argentina. Why don't we just jersey? say yes. not not Messi? If you had to take an MLS player, we had to pick a player that's currently in MLS. Ooh, Vela, Vela, probably. Vela. Yeah, because he could score from anywhere. Or Slaton, because he's just going to shove everyone out of the way. Yeah, it's nothing because he get away with fouling yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Quincy Ameriqua for the reasons that we've learned now that he oh, can just yeah. get in people's heads and cause drama the entire time. Oh yeah, he would cause fights at the league we've the five side league yeah. we yeah. play in or seven side. Yeah, he would I'm cause not. fights every week and it'd now, be glorious. I'm leaning back thinking about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't lean so far back because we want you in the further show. Back, further back, you said? <laughs> Off camera? Is that, is that what's ideal? All right. I'm back in. Hi. Okay, so uh, let, let's ask this uh, question. Uh, I just had it in front of me, but I'll ask a different one. Can you, this, all right, so this one. Uh, I don't know the story behind it, but it seems interesting. Can you address, this is from Jake. Uh, he says, can you address the conspiracy theory that Lampard is fielding uh, a farm team for the English national team, which has a lot to do with the lack of playing time for the uh, checks notes, assist leader of Chelsea tied with two <laughs> fullbacks in far fewer minutes. So is this a, a reality where- uh, is, Who asked this question? Uh, this is Jake Mon426. I, like four, four I feel like that's a conspiracy theory that Jake came up with and then attached conspiracy theory to yeah. you to give it a little bit more credit. I've not heard that theory at all. Conspiracy, conspiracy requires more than one person. So okay. Hold on. I'm the reason I'm I'm at Kim McCauley uh who posted she posted a um this is a great video. Damn it, man. <laughs> what are you looking for? posted one of those, like, I forget what they're called, like the thing where it's like round and there's stats for two players. Uh, compared oh, uh, her to Mason Mount. Simone Biles. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Listen to the first <laughs> segment. Uh, whatever it is. She posted it for it uh, Mason Mount and Mason Christian Mount Pulisic comparing and, each and other. Christian Pulisic is destroying them. Yeah. Yeah, his but why does Mason Mount start? Actual, because he's English, and English people don't trust Americans. The conspiracy. Because we beat you in a war. Yeah, because we threw your, your trash ass tea in the water. The only one. there was sugar in the water. We were trying to make that thing taste. Good. The camera's not English. <laughs> I'm just yelling at all the English people watching. Thank you for watching. The only actual conspiracy theory is that Frank Lampard coached Mason Mount for a whole season last year at yeah. Derby. And like really knows him and believes in him. Uh, That's why Mason Mason Mount, Mount is is Frank ahead, Lampard's right? wool trap. Basically, yeah, it's okay. a player that he's coaching. His Giazzi's artist. But also, Mason yes. Mount yeah. doesn't yeah. play the same position that Pulisic plays, right? Isn't he? He's more of a central midfielder mm -hmm. and Pulisic he, is a he winger. He can play wide or he can play central, yeah. Okay. And the other thing is Chelsea recently switched formation, so they're sort of playing like a, uh, sometimes a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 so that Mount can be like uh, in behind, two two attacking midfielders in behind a striker. Okay. So when there's no winger, Pulisic's just like, oh, there's no position for me in this formation. But, and he hasn't necessarily looked out of place. I, I said this when in like his, one of like maybe his first two games. He does, for whatever reason, seem to me like he's getting pushed around a lot in the Premier League more. It's just a much more physical Pulisic? league. And yeah. I think he's not like, um, I, did you see the the Maradona documentary? Yes. Right. Yeah. And, he, and one of the points he made was like when he moved uh, to Italy, Napoli? Yeah. Uh, to Napoli, where he was like, 
like I, I'm getting beaten up. I'm physically, I'm, I have to change the way I play. I have to position myself differently. And I yeah. think that's the struggle that Pulisic is in right now. Where I'm he's sure like, Pulisic will find that balance sitting on the bench. He's the play. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I agree with Christian. Uh, and I would say that like, if you look at the rest of that Chelsea team, obviously because of the embargo, it's players that have been there for a while that have Premier League experience. Mason Mount, you mentioned less Premier League experience, but played a year with Frank Lampard, Lampard experience. and is still like in the English championship is familiar with the physicality of it. Yeah. And so I almost think that Lampard coming in as a new manager is trying to like get his team off to as good of a start as he can. And I think that doesn't always lend itself. If you're trying to win right now, it doesn't lend itself to, and also develop new players or young players. Yeah. And so I think that probably comes with time, but that's my answer as to why Pulisic isn't playing. It's because he's not strong enough, but he's not quite like up to that skill level, I think, or up to that competitiveness level. And until he gets there, he'll probably be a substitute until. Yes. Yeah. The thing that's really telling, because we took a good look at the uh, the Carabao Cup game yeah. where Lampard put like a, you know, a A minus slash B plus team out. Loads of players took huge, huge advantage of having that sort of opportunity. Like yes, that's yes. why he scored. Reese James, the right back, scored. A load of uh, Callum Hudson Odoi came back from injury and scored. And Pulisic, I think late on, got like an easy assist. You know what I mean? So okay. like he he just isn't making an impact, right? And so there's no he's not making like a really strong case of oh we brought him on for ten minutes and he roasted five guys and scored. But right? I, I thought it's just that we're more interested in him. We I think Lampard's quote was everybody has a story, right? You know what I mean? Every player's got like a backstory and a reason why you want them to succeed. But I can't pick all of them at the same time. Exactly. And but I I think that the uh, him making a case for himself was after he did get the assist that I think uh, that Bashwai uh, scored. Uh, they did do that dance, that coordinated dance <laughs> together. So I think. <laughs> Uh, the he, whoa. He, he hit, hit the, the whoa, whoa together. I mean, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know what yeah. music Lampard listens to, but that's my starter right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might even wear a starter jacket on the sideline just to represent. Did, did, did you hear my theory about that? Because that wasn't, you weren't about on that the show. About the thing? Yeah, about the celebration. Uh. That, like that right there, one of, I was, this is when we did the weekend review with uh, Ryan Bailey. Oh, this um, is a different assist, right? This is the Premier yeah, League assist. This is the Premier League, League assist. Yeah. He came out for the last like seven minutes. But my theory there is that if you are, you know, like if you're really frustrated by your situation, like if Pulisic were truly upset that he wasn't getting more playing time, that he felt disrespected, you don't do a choreographed celebration yeah. with your teammate. Like, sure. To me, that's like, if you have good chemistry and you're enjoying it, then you yeah. might work on those celebrations. We're all more worried than Christian Pulisic. I think is. I agree yeah. with that completely, yeah. yeah. I also think it's a we're way just, for him you, to US connect. Soccer, we're just freaking out all the time. Yeah. I, also think it's, I think it's just a way for him to uh, assimilate more with the team. Like, remember the video yeah. uh, where it was like him the first day he was out there doing like the, what's that called, where everyone kicks the ball and there's a the one rondo. in the middle? The rondo. Yeah. He was kind of like, Staring like big wide eyed, like what they're laughing. He was like, <laughs> "What are we laughing at, guys?" <laughs> it was like it was like first day at school vibes, you know. Yeah. And I think it's he's kind of a ner- or like a nerdy kid, for the lack of a better term. He's kind yeah. of an awkward dude. They, I and think now, it came out last week that like there was a quote that he was shy or something like yeah. that. So yeah, and there's like a team of adults that even if they're kids, are like they've been playing in a professional setup for a long time, and they've they're much more familiar with the culture there than he is so on and so forth. And they're all kind of joking around and BSing with each other. And he's like, huh, what? You know, I came from Germany. We don't talk, you know? And I, <laughs> and I think, works? <laughs> I might've made that part up. <laughs> That's a quote, by the way. So talk to Christian Pulisic. But uh, I think, I think he's, I think like the opportunity to do that dance with Batshuayi was like, look, I'm, I'm just like you guys. I saw you do the dance. I could do it too. You know? Yeah. He's like the little brother who wants to hang out with his older brother when his friends come over. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. They're, yeah. Our, they're our buddies though. Because they have the Dortmund days. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pulisic, That's yeah. right. Uh, okay. Next up, this is from uh, Josario Marchoa. Uh, or Josario. I, I don't know how he says it. But uh, he says, uh, when are the, the soccer cooligans going to bring Total Soccer Show on Fubo TV? Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
That's mm. a good question. Oh boy, made yeah. it awkward, buddy. Well, yeah. I do. As <laughs> we pointed out before we started recording this, Christian started making plans for us to maybe make an appearance. That's right. And I'm pretty sure that that was raised in advance of this, so that this <laughs> moment was less awkward. Yes. Uh, yes. We play, we coordinate. Me and Josiah yeah. coordinated this together. Yeah. So he doesn't even know his name, and they coordinated. <laughs> uh, but no, that one out, sir. The, the, I, I, I have invited them, and we're gonna figure it out. Get them to uh, new the big city, New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully they're not. Too intimidated by the bright lights <laughs> and, uh, the good, and the good pizza, <laughs> uh, but that will happen, and that would be uh, it's going to be. Well, uh, we've got to negotiate a fee, yeah. Okay. And yeah. we've given you our rider. We only have uh, brown M and M's, right? Yeah, we go the opposite. Of okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want specifically the brown M and M's that were removed from Van Halen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good because Shows. there's a bucket of them at NBC. I would just go in there and get them. <laughs> Okay, next up. This is from... Uh, no walnuts. <laughs> no he says, this is from Dan Vaughn. Uh, great Twitter handle, at Soccer Barista. What a great name. Yes. Oh, okay. Dan is also um, protagonist soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'm going to bet this is about lower league soccer in some way. Yes, it is. There we go. Uh, Dan says, <laughs> considering the branding success in the grassroots level, uh, examples for Madison, Providence City, uh, Minneapolis City, which MLS clubs would do best if MLS would loosen up? Also... Will MLS ever allow more creativity? So, uh, in this, terms of branding, a branding, not in terms of like attacking midfielders. <laughs> no, 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 they have no interest in that. Do not <laughs> loosen up there. But add some nice, colorful shirts. Uh, I feel like Alexis has a lot of opinions on this stuff. I mean, obviously, more creativity is better than less creativity. I think it's starting now with the media teams. You know, like you know, we're seeing Portland do some incredible things. We're seeing San Jose yeah. do some incredible things. Yeah. Um, I think the more it slides to that, the more you know, and we've talked about this all the time, like American soccer gets the chance to sort of create its own culture. So we don't have to be so stodgy like the like the Premier League clubs. You know what I mean? We don't have to be so, you know, sort of drenched in tradition like some of the other clubs. We could be silly and fun and have a good time. It doesn't matter. We're a 25 year old league, 26 year old league. So I think get the folks that aren't doing those things. Obviously, LA Galaxy is doing those things. LAFC is doing those things. Houston Dynamo, not really popping that much on Twitter and on Instagram. Get them to be more. I think now that that's happening, I think we'll see it hopefully slide. I think the moment we get to buy our own, that teams, clubs get to sign their own uh, team uh, man, shirt manufacturer. Oh, you mean never? Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> never going to happen. But if that were to happen, I think it would be, that's why Ford Madison has yeah. dope kits. I yeah, mean, you're right. You're right. That's, that's really true. Yeah. How many, how many, how many teams or clubs in MLS have white kits? All of them. Yeah, all of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's enough. We're not allowed to have a third kit. Why is and that? Couldn't they even like, I mean, it's probably going to be Adidas or like, or it could be a different manufacturer. They're probably always going to have the same manufacturer, but they could still negotiate a deal where um, you just say, hey, loosen up the design. Like, don't just do one template for all the teams. Yeah. Let, yeah. The, let each team like submit their own designs from an in-house graphic designer with some fresh ideas. Well, you know, it's going to be an intern. <laughs> that, is, but that, is, that, that is like an interesting way of looking at it. Cause I would say like you, there are certain clubs or teams that I would say like could use with a little bit of a rebrand or like a, a fresh, less maybe sanitized version. And then yeah. I think, but you're also right then from an MLS standpoint, it's also the case that they're not really inviting creativity and individuality when it comes to those teams. So yeah. it's probably like the teams themselves could do a little bit better, but the league itself could do a little bit better. And what would be the downside of negotiating something with Adidas where they like give teams leeway to create jerseys that really pop. Surely that's good for Adidas. I don't know. What would be the downside of letting flags be waved in the stands? Oh boy. <laughs> it's it's not yeah. on our you show, know. boys. Not <laughs> so we can say whatever you want. Um, I think, I think Stick the, to soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up and dribble. Uh, <laughs> I think the biggest issue is probably the fact that MLS jerseys don't sell as much as other ones. Mm -hmm. So it makes more sense to put them 
on a template, something that they can easily just print oh, off quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw a badge on it. Maybe they'd sell print, more if the, the designs were more interesting. Which was my next point. If Forward Madison probably sells as much as many jerseys as, uh, you know, I don't know, a Montreal Impact. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're a really small. Because there's flamingos on it. Full. <laughs> I have a I also. I was just in Japan, and I was actually I, I went to soccer stores to see like what they carried and stuff like that, and it's all the Manchester United and Tottenham and Arsenal and stuff like that. But they, but every store, depending on what city you were in, had the their J League yeah. uh, kit. But you so could just the local team, just the local team. You yeah. couldn't get because I was in um, Kyoto and I wanted to get the the Viso Kobe. Uh, David Villa's kit and they were like no you have yeah. to you would have to go to Kobe okay. if you wanted uh, to get it so it, I, it almost feels Did like you try a Ross dress for less sometimes you can just get random ones <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's a great commercial are they, not, are they yeah. a sponsor <laughs> funny you should say <laughs> that where did that just come <laughs> from you guys, you guys a set. gift card <laughs> if you go there they'll randomly like in Richmond they'll just randomly have like a um, a San Jose jersey for like seven dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that, is, that is definitely true. But you still just nailed. That. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Are you holding out on me? Yeah. Are they a sponsor and you're just gonna turn yeah. that money over? We never said we couldn't negotiate private deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are a single entity. Uh, I think Marshalls does the same thing. Like you'll find like what like you know uh, Jordan ones that are selling for like three hundred dollars on StockX for like sixty bucks. Yeah, and you'll find sometimes MLS jerseys. Every once in a while, people post those and be like, "Yo, hurry up to Marshalls." There's like a, a thousand Atlanta United jerseys. And, and if we say other stores are available, then we're covered, right? Everything's yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, next question. Go uh, to Japan, dude. This is from Will. Will Will Draves. He says, uh, "Which father son combo would would win in a two v two game? The Pulisics, the Weyas, or the Bradleys? The Bradleys." Wayers. Nah. <laughs> you know how old that dude is now? Bob Bradley's <laughs> in incredible shape. <laughs> and he true. coached his son. So I feel like they would know where's I, where. I think I think the Bradleys would just pass to each other and, and never get the ball forward. I genuinely, yeah. do, I genuinely don't know this. Did Bob Bradley play? Like I mean, I'm assuming he played to some extent, but I don't I think he played college, right? I've yeah. spoken to some of the LAFC players and I heard that Bob Bradley does not play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would say the Wayers. I do feel like the Bradleys have a Win at all cost mentality that would that would probably right. like be see some legs broken like, some hard tackles. All the sons are good, mm -hmm. so you go with the dad that was uh, the Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about right no? now? So we're talking about the Bradleys. Also, you're not, you're not allowed to tackle the president, right? That is definitely true. So yeah, he, he could go. He did, with play, he did play in a friendly, right? I wonder yeah. if that was one of the rules. You go with. Oh, it actually looked kind of big in that friendly. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. little bit. He's living that president life. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wish you could tackle a president. <laughs> <laughs> or well, we're not too far. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're not too. Okay, next question. This is from uh, Corey uh, Ocular. Oh, Ocular. He says, in your opinion. What is the difference between a young player being overhyped and a young player not living up to his or her potential? Is there a good example of each and which U.S. players are at risk of being in each of these categories? Freddie Adu is a good example of someone who was overhyped and maybe didn't have the potential that he was sold as having. I actually think it's both for him, to be honest. Yeah. I think he was overhyped and he also didn't live up to his potential. Because of the overhype. A, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think there's other ones, like anytime you have, it, this isn't an American one, but I go to Manchester United when I need to because it's the easiest one. There's like uh, Federico Makeda. Yeah, one season him. where he yeah. scored like two goals in a row and it turned the title race around and everything and everybody yeah. thought this is the next thing and that happened with Adnan Yanazai as well. I think whenever you're basing your entire understanding of that player on like one or two cameo appearances, but they're young and they're exciting, so you kind of raise those expectations, that to me is when the expectations are unfairly high. Whereas a player who you kind of have seen developed and brought in and then they 
kind of Adnanyana's eye again, and then some, like kind of falls off and maybe doesn't quite make it for a variety of reasons. That's where I think it's more of them not living up to their potential. And I kind of do think that Freddie do is both of those things. Mm. Is there a certain age where you're like they should? When when there is a player that seems to have a, a potential with like like how old is Bojan is my answer to that question. Like he's, <laughs> he's still young, I think, but is now in Major League Soccer. And yeah, is like all over the place. I never really know what's. Well, like um, uh, Lampard. Speaking of Lamp, bringing him up again, he was like, oh, you know, Pulisic is he's he's twenty, he's twenty one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he has a lot of time, but I I I feel like that's not. I think he was being a little dismissive because we are pretty hard on young players, and and there yeah. there have been examples of young players being pretty spectacular. But what is there a certain age? Where we can, uh, where we stop sort of putting that pressure on that uh, young player anymore. Where, when we're disappointed, like the, with how it's gone, or yeah, well, no, in general, just like uh, what, where they've met some standard where we're comfortable with, like not being as critical. Or, oh, okay. Or like, well, it's not so much the age as the achievement, right? It's like a okay. level of achievement that you hit, and you're like, oh, you did it. Well, right? it's, it's almost like so if oh, Freddie Adu got signed by Real Madrid and won the Champions League. We'd be like, yeah, Freddie, <laughs> yeah, you did it, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. You don't have to sell vacuums anymore, well, buddy. Mission accomplished. Well, like people like Jamie Vardy, who didn't really uh, it was kind of bloom until later in age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that he was clearly dismissed and playing in non-league football, and then yeah. and he he's, he made it to the national team. So yeah. it's like it. It's almost like at the the question about the player's age is, I guess, not super relevant to towards. It is if you consider 27 the peak, right? You want to maybe yeah. hit by like 24, 25. You want to get a good yeah. three years at the top. Christian, I think I think to your point, like I don't know if I would say there's like a specific age range. I think it's about what you're doing at certain ages. And I would say, like, say Pulisic is where he is right now. Next season, this time, he is actually starting and playing really, really well. And say that goes so well that then he moves to Real Madrid in three years, but now he struggles again because it's a bigger club with like higher expectations. At that point, like he's continued to move up and it's kind of gone like Dortmund struggled, like found his way through, went to Chelsea, struggled, found his way through, went to Madrid, struggled. As so the graph like, kind of goes like It still kind of goes right? up, whereas yeah. like there are plenty of like young Americans who go to a Bundesliga team or a Spanish team, and then we kind of don't hear from them for five years, and then they're back in Major League Soccer. Yeah. And that, to me, is when like they go to the team, and they're in the academy, and they're in the reserves, and then they're in the reserves, and then they're in the academy, yeah. and then suddenly they're out looking for a new club. That's when, like, if there's no sort of and you sign, sign a USL, momentum, you sign a USL championship yeah, contract. Exactly. Yeah. Not mention anyone specifically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's it for me. Is like if you don't see the obvious signs of improvement. Yeah. Like, I guess there is probably an age. I'm not sure what that would be for me. But. Yeah, I guess the, the name that pops in my mind as you're saying that is like Keaton Parks, where he's yeah. just yeah in in uh, Benfica's B team and here at NYCFC and and finding some success in it. I just hope it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's, he's in a decline because right. the team no, is playing no, very, very well. So hopefully he can maybe get back in Benfica and actually play for their their, their starting team. So who and I would say his rise is like Benfica B is. I know it's. Uh, I think they compete in the league, same as like Young Ajax or kind of thing, right? Yeah, but it's not really first team football. Mm-hmm. No. So you come to Major League Soccer, he has a I mean, it season has been next to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a season of first team football, yeah. right? Then yeah. the next step would be to do that, maybe in a slightly bigger league. But at least the gra- his graph goes like this. Okay. Right. But yeah. he was also someone who was overlooked by the U.S. national team. That's how was he? Yeah, they discovered Benfica discovered him in a. You uh, say tall? How do you overlook him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. You have no idea. They found him on some uh, some competition in Dallas. Oh, you took him like uh, youth teams. In yeah, the he was uh, yeah, like okay. he wasn't drafted by MLS or MLS wasn't considering him at that age. Yeah, or it's anything. almost as if there were massive holes in the net. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Didn't should say that? <laughs> anyway. Okay, next uh, question. This is from Adrian Viveros. He says, "Who should uh, Orlando City hire as coach number four? 
Jermaine Jones. Oh, did you see this? Jermaine Jones did post an Instagram oh, yeah. story saying, uh, "Hey guys, should I coach? <laughs> uh, should I coach uh, uh, an MLS team?" And yeah. he tagged Orlando yeah, she said, City. Should I coach at MLS team? <laughs> yeah, just saying. <laughs> okay, it's fine. You don't need to know how to speak to be a coach. Right? <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> so it's a non-verbal position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to yell much. <laughs> who, should, who should they hire? What is what is Orlando City doing? Especially getting rid of James O'Connor this quickly. It seems like well, yeah. apparently so. Solari is... Uh, that was a rumor. Uh, Santi Solari. Santi Solari. Oh. Okay. Right. They do have he to college of... soccer in the US, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Former yeah. Real Madrid. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Managed they, real briefly. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. They do have to do something quickly, though, because I think with, with, with the Miami Beckhams coming online, like now you have competition yeah. north of you in Atlanta and then also south of you in Miami. So I think they have to try to identify what their identity should be. And I feel like if they want to go with like, we're going to be a team that as opposed to Miami, who are going to be all flash, we're going to develop young players. Like maybe that's Tab Ramos, and you put him in there, and that's one who has a lot of connections to U.S. soccer and young players. But if you're going to try to compete with Miami on that front, then you go with maybe a larger name and hope it works out. That seems to be the approach of some teams. Isn't there so owner, get to, so Let's get to. Isn't so. there owner a Brazilian billionaire who? Well, Orlando City. Oh, Orlando City. Yeah, there is. They're on- going to want to compete with Beckham yeah. on that on that flash. So I think if you get an someone with an international pedigree. I always think that's great, but there is what, like a year, year and a half to figure out how to compete within MLS because of all the uh, sort of regulations and the cap. You can't just go buy a player mid mm-hmm. midseason. You know what I mean? Like you have to work with what you have. So I'm a little worried about that the same way I was worried about like an Almeida when he first came in and, uh, you know, Remy Gard uh, when he went to uh, Montreal. Yep. Um, but if you're going to hire somebody, hire someone who knows how to win. Like if Bruce Arena is not going anywhere in New England, but if he were... That's the guy you get. He wants, to, he wants to retire in the sun. Yeah, that's the guy you get. Someone like that, someone who knows how to win an MLS. Your team has not made, has played one, has not played one playoff game. Yeah, they have not. Bro, just get in the damn playoffs. <laughs> that's that's the all bar, you got to do. I don't, don't even play the playoff game. Just get in and be like, look, we did it. Leave us alone. I mean, there seems to be something up with the culture at Orlando City where the, the even uh, when you hear Justin, like Justin Merrim's accounts of like playing there, the fans yeah. just like didn't have a healthy relationship with nearly a- anyone at the club mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. So uh, uh, any coach that can kind of just change the dynamic in the locker room and maybe add some optimism or something. <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann, you you convinced yeah. me. <laughs> they just need they just need a coach that just comes in and be like, hey, guys, turn those frowns upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and what, are, what are we doing <laughs> to make ourselves happier today? That's all, man. Is, he, is James O'Connor going to be the weirdest all-star coach like 10 years from now? Yes. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of who else it's been, and it feels like he's a pretty good contender for <laughs> the it photo right of him next to Diego Simeone <laughs> is one of the greatest <laughs> pictures. Diego Simeone's like, what? <laughs> what? Is yeah. okay. okay, last question. Uh, Louisville. This is this is from I would pay money to hear him try to pronounce that city. <laughs> you would always Louis- say, huh? <laughs> hey, Louisville. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> this is from Hey I'm Matt. Uh, so thanks, Matt. Uh, it says, hey, Matt. Uh, it says uh, what was your favorite slash most memorable stop on last year's tour? Oh, wow. the Chicago bar closing down. That Chicago was wild. And the, actually, the Chicago show was really good. Incredible. I, I can't remember the name of the venue, but- Laugh Factory. Is, uh, the Laugh Factory. Here's a very selfish reason I really enjoyed it is we went there during the day, right? Did you perform? Mm-hmm. Yes. Both you both- Oh, yeah, we, we, did, were we both did. You both yeah. performed, right? Yeah, so we were there and we saw some other stand-ups and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. What made me excited is- it was more full for Athing at yes. night oh, yes. than for the comedy showcase during the day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. the first time when I walked in and I was like, 
Oh, we're doing we're doing better than the comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can say that most of the time. <laughs> that's kind of selfish, but it just it gave me a big boost because it's actually quite a big venue, right? And we got a lot of people in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it has uh, a whole balcony area. We had great which, guests, right? We and had, they were funny. We, we didn't had have to pull two teeth. players from the fire, two players from the Red Stars. Yeah, yeah. they kind of sniped at each other on stage, which was yeah. Yeah. Great. World Cup legend. Yes, Rosie yeah. <laughs> Wright, Danny Calaprico, who should have made the team. You know, Drew Connor, who played for Swoyo. Oh, uh, Shnoimo. Shnoimo. In uh, where, what country? Second tier, I think like- uh, I think they both had strokes. In yeah. the Czech Republic. No, he played on the second- FC Shnoimo. Oh, he moved, he moved to Czech Republic. Yeah, he he's played, back now. I think he's with Indy 11. He's playing at Indy 11. He scored his uh, first two professional goals because uh, okay. he had never scored for the Chicago Fire. Uh, and he scored his two professional goals for Indy 11. So I was very happy for Drew Nice. Connor. I want to say Johnson was the winger. Who's the Daniel editor. Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Who's also yeah. left the Chicago Fire. I think he's playing in USL. Oh, wow. We've uh, we've <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Fire cast. Everybody gets it. Uh, well, Rosie, uh, well, Rosie White did play in the World Cup. She yeah. did. Uh, for New what? Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we, okay, we, we're not totally cursing all of our and one guests. of the players in the back who came to hang out retired. What was the dude's name? What a player. What, he was like a defender? Oh, yeah. oh I forgot his name, but he yeah. played for the Fire. Mitch Hildebrandt was at the Atlanta show. I'm pretty sure he's not with Atlanta anymore either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe we are yeah. the curse. Please still come on the show. <laughs> I'll say the Atlanta Please. show because that seemed to me like a, kind of like a, it seemed oh, like I a, that was amazing. It yeah. was like, but it was like, I agree. Chicago was great. And also, also the bar thing was a story I tell people still don't believe. Yeah. So we went next door just to the nearest bar, right? Yeah. Um, we're next door. Well, because there was the first time there was a show after us. Yes. So everyone's like, you got to leave. You can't hang out here with the fans and the fans wanted pictures and all that. Yeah. So we told everyone, just go to the bar next door. Turns out that was their last night in existence after 80 something years. Yeah. So they were like just handing full right? bottles of liquor. They it was were in great. business until we turned up. Yeah, that's right. They were fine. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta to me was amazing to have all those legends on stage. Yes. And also Alexi Lalas was there. Like all those, just everyone on stage and the audience was like left men in blazers to come see the four of us. Yes. It felt like such a, like, um, they were also two hours late. Just saying. Yeah. Right. Well, just saying. well, we were on time. Enough, every yeah. Time. Uh, most of the time. But to me, Magic cried. I mean, it was just the most. It <laughs> was a lot happened. Yeah. The I, crowd I, chanted Herbalife. I mean, what, what gets better than that? Yeah. But, but like, like I don't mean this solely from a name droppy perspective, but like like to what you were saying, I think there was a moment when we were on stage and it was like just looking around and being like, oh, like Tony Miola, Alexi Lawless, that's cool. Max Bratos yeah. is here. Like Jason Davis is in the crowd. Like Paul Tenorio, but the Athletic guys, yeah. which great. Like so, crazy, it was just, crazy. It was just a cool like like soccer community. But then that crowd was amazing. Jay Riddle did an amazing job of of getting people there and and like making that show as good as it was. And then yeah. I think it was just a, a really fun, lively show. We got to sign the wall. That was yeah. the only time we got to do that so on that tour. that was big, especially for me and Taylor. I'm sure you guys have signed walls before as comedians, but for us to be involved, We usually just go, we... go for boobs. Uh, we just <laughs> <Yeah. sign. laughs> That's rare. That's right. I, I sign my boobs, which is what I do uh, every time. Uh, but for us, like, I don't, I don't want to speak for Taylor, but for me, I always felt a little out of place playing, being on stage in a comedy club because I'm not a comedian. So I felt a little bit like an intruder. So that at least felt like, and he was the owner of the club, right? Who yeah. invited us on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like a little bit of acceptance on the But it was also at the end of the tour. Night. So to me, it's like you guys earned your place by the yeah. end of that tour there. You know, I, I saw in real time, the two of you sort of earn your chops on stage. Right. You know, like by the, from, from Omaha to Atlanta, you guys, your timing was so much better in the live presence. Uh, your, your ability to sort of riff was a little bit better. Darryl, All those Daryl's Chinese impression got way better. I know. So good. You're so never going to get on SNL, dude. Uh, <laughs> Stop applying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I'll add. That will work for Mad TV though. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I oh, will no. add yeah. that I think. Mr. Swan. I'm glad that you were, uh, uh, felt comfortable enough and, and, and flattered enough and, and 
and saw it as uh, something significant because I, I do think that, you know, the I don't know if the mission statement for the Cooligans is to make soccer feel you know cool and feel like a part of the culture i like that you even mentioning like that they were like you know soccer stars in the crowd like their com comedy shows the comedy world this happens all the time where there might be celebrities there that because they want to laugh too yeah and the fact that that we can merge the our worlds which are the, our two clear worlds we love soccer we love comedy yeah and the fact that uh, the the, the that, that final show in atlanta just like sort of proved like the concept of like this can work and yes. feel normal and feel cool. And nobody's embarrassed to be yeah, here. Yeah. Nobody's embarrassed to be a soccer fan. It's almost like when we learned to go up front of the show and explain what the show is. Oh, yeah. People totally. knew what we were doing and it made more sense. Yeah. The way I explained Lesson that learned. tour was it was all a practice run for Atlanta. And I think in Atlanta, we landed a 10. You know what I mean? It, it was did perfect. It felt like a culmination, right? Yeah. yeah. It felt yeah. like, look, here's everything we figured out while we were on the road. But Omaha yeah. and Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> oh, and Virginia Beach was a blast, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if oh, it's a blast, I meant bomb. Yeah. <laughs> if it sank into the water, I wouldn't cry. <laughs> I mean, the show did. Yeah. It was a great experience overall and uh i'm i'm hoping uh soon we are we will be doing it again so uh all right so that is it thank you for all the questions all virginia beach tour <laughs> <laughs> we're back again tomorrow can we get to yellow coonigan oh of course of yeah. course uh in our in our lovely dc uh hotel uh so um so with that said thank you again for uh watching thank you again for listening uh again Go uh, listen to part one on Total Soccer Show if you did not do that because uh, there might have been some inside jokes on nips yeah. this episode that you did not understand and you need the backstory. Did you yeah. say nips? He did. He did. It was yeah. a nip slip. We yeah. all got distracted by it. Yeah, that was an actual nip Sorry, slip. Man. Genuine emotional sentiment. We all got yeah. distracted by nips. Yeah. We all looked at each other <laughs> when you Freudian said it. Nip Can't slip. stop thinking about Alexis's tits. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. They got a bunch of Sharpie marks on it. It's like a map of a hurricane in the city we're in. <laughs> so Thank you uh, for joining us, guys. And thank you for uh, watching and listening. Uh, so with that said, uh, for Taylor Rockwell, for Daryl Grove, my name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans! <laughs> my bad, my bad. Sorry, sorry. I thought of something else. <laughs>